we have to create the right vibe, you know, the energy and everybody at the organization has to feel so privileged to be here. It's, it's no other way. Thanks for listening to the Purely Arsenal podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Purely Arsenal FP for all the latest Arsenal podcasts. Welcome to the sit down at the Purely Arsenal podcast. It's a Merry Christmas. Lacker Sacker Christmas Cracker is what we're calling this podcast. And I've got Neil Shaw with me. How are you doing, Neil? I've been better, but I'm happy for the Arsenal. So, yes, come on, you guys. Keep going. COVID won't stop me from enjoying Arsenal, I tell you. Yes, I know. Neil's a little under the weather. Bad timing. Or or, or good, you know, if you get that time off work. But obviously you want to enjoy your festivities. So never a good timing to be unwell. So um, you've got the case of the right-backs, as I call it. Michael Harris with me. How you doing, Mike? Hello there, Jack. Hello, gents. Um, Stop the season now. That's what I'm saying. You know, all this nonsense going on. Just might as well stop the season now. Avoid it. No, not avoid it. Just end it. Yeah, exactly. Just end exactly. it. Yeah. End it. City, give the city the title. No problem. And uh, end it. Yeah. End it right there. Yeah. Be delighted, wouldn't we? Lovely result for us just now with Newcastle getting something against Man U, but not too much because we want Newcastle to go down, of course. And James Johnson, how are we doing? Yeah, I'm very well. Yeah, no, it's great to be back. Uh, nice to have you back here as well. It's good. Yes, thank you. And, you boys uh, did a very good job with the old we got, question. We got Neil, Neil Stradamus in the bottom left. I think he said 5-0. Neil got the prediction right. I laughed at it. He's on a run, isn't he? Like us, he's on a little mini run. Yeah, yeah. Long may it continue. I'm wondering what his prediction at the end of this is going to be for City. I think I'll laugh out loud at it, but um, we will. We'll get to that in a second. But brilliant. I mean, goals galore. I think since since you know who left the side, um, we've scored. I think 19 in five or something crazy like that. Obviously, the Sunderland game is in there. You know, people could argue you've played Leeds, a depleted Leeds and a, you know, bottom of the table Norwich. But let's be honest. I mean, we've struggled. It doesn't matter who the opposition is. We've struggled to create this volume of chances and put away these kind of chances against no matter who in the last two years. So Arteta and the team really deserve a hell of a lot of credit, to be honest, I think. And um, obviously a bigger, more testing period to come. But um, I didn't want to do too much on the lineup. Um, I'll go to Mike on it first, though. Just one comment. What did you think about, obviously, everyone, obviously the right-backs work closely together because they all got COVID, right? So we got the right-back drills going on in a, or whatever. But um, obviously, big blow to get Tomiyasu injured. I think we we're all a bit freaking out about that. That's my most yeah. concerning injury. Um, going into the game, did you think that was the right change? We know Ben White can play right-back, but there was a, there may have been other options. Um, what do you think about that? Um I think he. I think so. Some people were saying it might have been the three at the back. Um, and, um, you know, when when uh, it was announced, obviously with Ben White in there. But yeah, um, I think I think we were talking. I can't remember who it was. I think it was might be yourself or James mentioned in the in the group about making too many changes or too many positional changes in the team. You know, considering we're on a bit of a run. Um, so when you take that into account, it was just that one per, one position that was changed rather than it shifting the formation and then shifting Saka uh, over to the maybe right wing back role, different to what he's doing at the moment. So, yeah, and uh, and the way he played, I didn't know Ben, well, I keep saying Ben White, it's Benjamin, I didn't realise Benjamin White was such a um, um, pantomime villain, to be honest, the way he was uh, chucking himself about, nudging people in the back, you know, 
getting them sticking a little bit nude. I loved it. You know, he, he he's got the tattoos, so he looks like a bit of a reminds me a little bit of like Orlando Bloom in your parts of the Caribbean a little bit with the moustache and everything and the, the good look. So um, no, I was, I was that was great. It was great to see he had that, that little bit of steel and needle with it. But no, he he he. Couple of moments, especially in the second half, where we gave the ball away a little bit, it was a bit, a bit, a bit, a little bit lackadaisical on the ball, and gave them a, a little bit of an in. But I thought he was, he was very, you know, assured in that position. And it, and again, it gives us a, you know, uh, maybe an option going forward. You know, if if, if Tommy Asu is out, you know, we were worried about maybe Cedric coming in and the level dropping too much. If it's White that maybe can come in there and, and hold it, who I thought was was quality yesterday. I know. The opposition wasn't that great, um, but he did what he had to do well. And like we said in the last pod, you can only play your game and you can do as well as as you, as you can do and let the, the manager make a decision for the next game. So maybe that's an option going forward. If Tommy Asu is out in the future, that, you know, put White out there and um, slot holding in. He, you know, holding doesn't really let us down as such. You know, he hasn't let us down. So, um, so no, I, you know, you know, we're happy with obviously you know, delighted with the result. You know, um, thought it was might have been a little bit harder than it was, but um, but yeah, I'm just happy with the way to put the synergy of the team and the way that they all seem to be buzzing. If you look at the celebrations, I'm always one to look at celebrations like you guys, and there always seems to be a little bit of banter going on when, when the celebrations are going. You know, people are laughing, doing little jokes, slapping each other a little bit on the head. You know, Saka tried to volley um, uh, uh, Saka when he scored his second goal. You see the you see the replay. He's like he tries to kick him. You know, it's just all, all mental bonkers stuff, and that's because they all like each other. So, um, you know, long may continue. You know, we know now what we've got coming forward, which we'll probably touch on in the, in the next uh, bit. But yeah, we're going into it uh, with our heads up, and um, you know, everything going positive going forward. Yeah, no, absolutely agree with you. And it basically comes down to in the future, would you rather play Holding or would you rather play Cedric, I guess? And um, I think there's there's a good argument. I think you got it spot on. We, we, we met, me, me and James, I think we mentioned kind of Tavares. Is Tavares an option? Maybe you should play Tavares. But I think hindsight, you know, you got it spot on. And we and we have known that well, some people claimed that Ben White was a right-back signing, didn't they? They claimed that, that, that we were signing a right-back there and that we were going to use him as a right-back. I don't think I ever really believed yeah. that with looking at his history. But he's definitely comfortable in that position. I mean, like, like you say, he's good on the ball. He can get forward and, you know, help Saka out. And, I thought he did really well yeah. and I thought he looked good. Because he's always got that option still of, of, of you know, getting us out of a press, you know, picking it 60 yards. Maybe it might be a different angle. It might be a better angle. A couple of times he picked out uh, Martinelli. So if he's picking out someone where he, like him who can isolate people, look what he did with, with, with Max Harris. He was just one-on-one, you know, all the time because he was finding him into sp- in space. If they're going in that direction rather than more centrally, yeah, he can get us out. But then in, in, if it's going across diagonally, then you can cause a lot more danger because you're knocking it into a bit of space and you know, it can cause a, bit, a little bit more damage and pressure, put them up there. But yeah, I, I, you know, if you go forwards, the options he's got, you know, Terraris as well. So the options he's got going forward, as long as everyone stays fit, um, you know, bodes really, really well going forward. Man. Yeah. And Wolves game's obviously been cancelled. I think, yeah, again, in I was disappointed, but again, in hindsight, it's probably not a bad time for us to have a cancellation. I mean, we've got through without any. I, I, we'll get to the point of, is this really an even playing field for everyone? I think it's got a bit ridiculous with the likes of Tottenham and Man U basically having a full winter break and very little mention of, of I think we've had more positive COVID cases actually reported in the first team than they have during that time. I mean, I might be missing something, but I looked for it. I saw one reported today from Lindelof throughout the last two weeks. I saw nothing, just 
just you know, I don't know why it can be, it shouldn't be able to be kept behind wraps for some teams and other teams be really transparent. I think that's just wrong. Um, but Wolves would have had a week extra rest than us. And I've watched Wolves a bit this season. They're pretty tasty, to be honest. So that would have been a more interesting game to have Tommy Asu out for. It certainly would have um, been no, a, it was not, nine, nine days, mate, not just a week, nine days. Oh, yeah. So I was saying uh, yeah. extra seven days to us, but maybe you're right. No, no, nine yeah. days fuller. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it would have been ridiculous. Yeah, which, is, which is a joke. Yeah, it's an absolute joke. Yeah, it would have been r- ridiculous. So it's nice for us to get a little bit of a rest. I mean, we have we have midweek. I know we've got the Carling Cup semi-final coming up, but we do have midweek breaks where we can get this game in, I'm sure. Um, James, big takeaway for, I mean, f- great performance, comfortable performance. Um, big takeaway for you if you're, if you're to look at the game. Um, fantastic Boxing Day performance to have, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, the biggest the biggest thing for me is, is Man United went there um, couple of weeks back and they fluke a one nil win with a Ronaldo penalty. And they're the greatest side ever because that's a valiant side that's fighting for their lives. Oh my, what a performance. But it, it was a penalty. We go and smash them five, one and it's, Oh yeah, but it was the reserve five nil. Sorry. Five nil. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. But it's like, Oh, they've got the reserve keeper in. Oh, you know, all this is going on. Oh, none of this about how good we were to blow them out of the water. And like you said, we're seeing, we're seeing, I don't know if it's a word I'm trying to use. Energy is probably the best word I can find. There might be a better one out there, but (laughs) the energy that's there, you're getting people doing all sorts of madnesses. I mean, Michael, you summed it. Ben Wyatt with that, was it Pancetta, Placetta, whatever his name was, that guy. He's like, what are you playing at? Go away. you? You know, like you said with the tattoo, I thought he was Randy Orton. You know, he's standing there. He's like, jog on, mate. You you know. And then I've seen Granite Xhaka doing an around the world over his back that you said earlier <laughs> in the chat. I'm like, what are you doing? Um, second half, Rob Holding's doing a Cruyff turn on the attack. You know, you know, I've, I, I think everyone's buzzing here. And yeah, the biggest takeaway for me, and uh, I think you know, you were the main guy, Jack, that said about it, was that if we're going to do anything this year, especially on the current form that Aubameyang is on, we need Saka and Smith Rowe to pull up big numbers. They're doing it. So long, long may it continue. For me, um, again, it's another one as well where everybody that sat here probably has a different man of the match. Well, yeah, it could, could well be. I mean, there's so many to pick from, isn't there? Hmm. Um, do you think, James, just before I go to nil, do you think... Um, Let's just, oh, I was going to go from back to front, but I feel like I should start yeah. with a front, really. Um, Martinelli. So, Martin, I mean, he's coming to the team, and I don't mm-hmm. think, I'm not certainly not as concerned as others that Smith Rowe is not in the team currently. I just think it's a natural sort of rotation thing, and, and he, you know, he'll come back in again. Um, and we'll talk about his sort of identity as a super sub at this point. But again, I don't think that's going to be something that's necessarily going to last. But, um, Martinelli, I feel he sets the tone, Martinelli, almost. Um, because you could argue that the 19 goals in five games, what's been the trigger for that? It's been two years. We've not seen a coherent, constant attacking performance like this game after game until now. I, I would say I'm the most encouraged right now by the way Arteta is setting the team up and what we're getting out of the team over the last two years. Could be wrong. Some people said, you know, leading the cup final. But I think in a way we're playing performance-wise, I am the most encouraged. And I do think Martinelli's kind of a trigger just his energy is almost like infectious do you know what I mean like he kind of lays the groundworks to say this is this is the level that we need to start at and continue to go and I feel like we've just moved so much faster and, and the first goal was pretty evident of that wasn't it I think Tierney won the ball back and it was all one touch 
yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, um, you know, um, I don't mean it as an insult, but the, the guy's a tenacious bastard. Like you'd hate to play against him because he, he's going to, cha- you know, we used to love Sanchez for it. He's going to chase you down. And in that goal, initially, he's the first goal, sorry. He is running back to get that guy because he beat him. Tierney gets him and then he's like, right, I'm off then. Tierney lays him in. He lays it on Odegaard. You know, we, we all touch on him later on. Oh, that's that's your man to talk about. <laughs> I mean, I feel bad. I feel bad robbing Neil of a Martinelli question, but I'm going it, to him on it. I'm going to get his feedback. <laughs> but but yeah, you know, and again for the second goal, Martinelli is on the totally opposite side. And normally you'd think Arteta would be like, "Hey, no, 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 what you're doing? Get back in!" But he's over on the right hand side. He's got Saka in front of him, and he, you know, come. I'm going to come over here for a bit, cause a bit of bother here, drag a few people out, and then when Tierney runs through, he's thinking, "Oh, where's my out ball?" Martinelli's not there. He gets a bit of confidence in himself from somewhere and goes, "Oh, screw this! I'm going to run past. I'm going to smash it." It's like we said, it's infectious. It's infectious for us as fans. You know, we're all sitting here now going about how much we love these players instead of when we used to come on it, sell this one. That one, I don't even care where you're selling to. This one, I'll drive into the airport myself. You know, we're all talking about, you know, it's it's a good, it's good to have and it's a good problem to have that we've got all these options. You know, we got you've got to remember Smith Rowe's not even starting. But he's still coming on and he don't look he don't look angry that he's not starting. So it's yeah, it's all going, it's all going well. But I think, like you said, you can't just ping it on Martinelli as one player, but he's definitely changed the fortunes of this side just from I think his own drive, like his own personal will to want to win. We've not had that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And um I think you know a lot of people say, you know, they want to get these front four under 23-year-olds into the team all at the same time. I'm less concerned about that. But Neil, you've been calling for Martinelli to get more minutes all season. Um, you know, maybe we thought it was going to come in January, certainly come sooner than that. And um, you know, there's just a direct correlation for me with the Bamiang moving out of the team, which we'd called for for a year on this podcast. I think we'd all said it at some point, like we we the coherence of the team is going to be much better once you've got 11 players that can actually play both ways and are involved, you know what I mean? But, um, but maybe we didn't think Martinelli would hit into the team this soon with the way things are going early on in this season, but you know, he looks terrific. Um, the question is, can we, can, can he keep it up? Can, he should have had a goal. He swayed slightly offside for the goal, deflected, I think, just went looped over, um, but, but was massively involved um, throughout the whole game. Hugely energetic. It looks terrific, Neil. It looks like he's broken onto the scene like, um, like Nelka did almost. Yeah, he's, uh, he's uh, thoroughly dynamic and, and well-deserved as well. I mean, everything about him is... Uh, something I love anyway I, I've, I've said it from day one that I've seen everything that you want to see in a striker basically planted into one player and that's what Martinelli is um, James, I, I didn't think James was going to men- James was going to mention it but he was quite right that second goal he was on the other side he's winning the ball back on the other side and before leading up to that Lacazette did some excellent work he was bamboozled by literally the whole Norwich team and he held the ball up and it made ball go he drove it forward and then that led to it being recycled and then Martinelli doing his bit before Odegaard made that terrific sister Tierney for the second goal. I mean, it was just brilliant. But I think um, I could talk about Martinelli all day. I could talk about Ramsdale all day and there's several others. But to be honest, I think it's, it's, it's James just hit the nail on the head. It's, it's about that. Um, he's transmitting this, this attitude, this infectiousness throughout all the other players, which is 
anything but negative. It's all positive stuff. Everything is now driving forward. It's about driving the team forward. With we, we, he's, he's, he's rebuilding this team in, in three parts. He's sort, sorted out the defence. We didn't have that link-up play in the midfield. We didn't have that creativity. Look at Odegaard. He's that link-up play between the defence and the attack. And now the midfield are doing what they're doing. Party seems to have had a couple of better games. Maybe Xhaka is the answer. The question was, what was wrong with Party? Blah, 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 blah. Maybe. And Michael hit the nail on the head. He goes, could be a partner. Well, a lot of Xhaka gets a lot, a lot of criticism, but maybe Party and Xhaka are the combination that worked for him anyway. And then you've got the attack, which you can't say, what can you say about the attack? I mean, Eddie Nketiah, for goodness sake, is doing it in the League Cup. You know, everyone is firing. Bar maybe Balogun, but maybe he has, like Martinelli, to have enough minutes. He hasn't had the chance yet. I've still got great hopes for Balogun, by the way. But, you know, all of them are. Saka, Emma Smith-Rowe. Lacazette is like a new player. I'm telling you, he's rejuvenated. I wouldn't mind offering him a two-year contract if he plays like that. If he's got the runners on either side, he doesn't have to do all the donkey work, but then he can have those options with players going to pockets and he's playing the spaces. And that was a big thing about Norwich. Again, I'm not one to discredit Arsenal in ever. I'm sick of people saying, oh yeah, but they played a rubbish team. But no, 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 hang on a minute. I'm sorry, the way I see it is we made them look shit. We made them look bad. We played so well, we played them off the park. That is the way I go, go to it. Yes, we are not going to get carried away. We have to take one step at a time. And of course, we've got massive, massive challenges coming up ahead. And we still have to prove ourselves against the big team. I get it. But at the moment... We were, we we have probably put ourselves in the best possible position to face our next game, and we can only play against who's up who we are up against. That's it. And as long as we show us a good comprehensive display against those teams, why not? Um, so, oh yeah, I, I'm just so positive. I, I think he's not he's going to go from strength to strength. I think like Saka has improved. He's improved his game now with his scoring. I can only see Martinelli improving. I think he's just going to get better and better, Jack. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it looks fantastic. He just, um, I just feel we're moving the ball so much faster. He's so involved. I mean, I don't want to do it, but if you look at his heat map and his touch map in comparison to to Aubameyang, or even compare Lacazette if you want, whoever you're saying is replacing him, it's night and day. I mean, it really is just game to game. It's in, in, insanity, and 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 you can't you can't revert now. You just can't. You can't go back to it. And the, we'll get to this because we're going to do talk about it in the transfer window, but. If the reinvolvement or the reintegration of him, I think, creates more problems than 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 we're than than we than we're getting. And if we get to the end of January and there isn't a solution, I'll be concerned because I don't really know what the rules are there. You know, you have to have him in training at that point. You can't just keep removing him from training. So, I hope the um, the Urzil treatment, if you like, works a little bit quicker. Um, I think it might have a chance of working a little bit quicker for reasons that other clubs might actually want this player rather than some, you know, two bit pub side in, um, in Turkey. But um, Mike Saka, we've talked all season about, can we get Saka to the form? He basically carried us didn't he, last season. Let's be honest in a really tough team. Can we get him back to that form, but also the end product and, and, you know, last few games he's, he's blown up and he Mike. It's been amazing. Um, yeah. It's definitely, you know, started that season with uh, <clears throat> a little bit of, um, you know, a, 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 Thing over his head, you know, a cloud over his head, obviously, with what happened in the summer. But, um, but yeah, um, yesterday, um, again, he, he like the, the West Ham game, he looked like he had, he had, he had uh, business to sort out, you know, he had uh, some, some, some uh, you know, prior uh, stuff that you know he wanted to sort out. So maybe he said something about his family or something, I don't know, but um, 
Like yeah, Brandon but, Williams, um, he, he basically took it for a walk all, all, all afternoon. You know, he had him on a leash, basically. He was just doing what he wanted to do with him. He was just basically taking the piss with, uh, with him. And when he tried to kick him a few times, I think there was one moment where uh, Saka gave a little bit back and he, and he left his foot in a bit. And that was a bit rope. He was like, oh, you know, because the commentators, you know, they they spotted it as well. And, and, and you're thinking, oh, you know. But, um, but no, the, the, the way he took the second goal, you know, he absolutely, uh, I'll use... Um, I'll use James's line, like you know, he's, he, he, like Williams has spun like a hot point, uh, uh, machine or something like that. And uh, yeah, it was great, great finish. And um, you know, I, I've I've always said, you know, Arsenal, you know, we we all associate Arsenal to be whatever situation, whatever how how bad we are, the attacking players always get goals or assists. And if you're in that in that team, you've got to get double figures in either. Either column, you know, and and, and to, to to justify your place in the team, basically, and those and, and those players now, especially Smith Rowe and Saka, they're they're getting there. You know, they're getting. You know, they're coming into the season. They're going to be double figures in, in goals and assists. And and if you've got guys producing, you know, at that end of the, end, end of the pitch, and you have got people like you know the, the guys behind, them, you've got a good chance to to get where we want to get to, you know, do we, we want to get back to that top table, isn't it? You know, so, you know, the, the Champions League table. So if they're doing that, then we've got a good chance, you know, and um, yeah, it's just amazing. You know, he, he looked really on it. Um, again, you just hope, touch wood, that we don't get, you know, a bit of um, bad cases or whatever, or, 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 um, or injuries or anything. Because, you know, Saka, he seems like he's built of, like, you know, Oak, you know, I've never seen a guy get kicked so much. I think he's going to rival... Greenish to be the most foul player this season. The fact is probably because Greenish isn't playing that, that much game. So I think at the end of the season, you'll see that the, the, per, the most foul player will, will be Saka. Because yeah. um, he gets kicked every game and he, you know, the referees don't seem to give him any protection. Um, so let's just hope he doesn't get a bad one. You know, if he doesn't, he, he, he will take us to where we need to go or where we want to go um, at the end of the season. Yeah, and unlike Grealish, he doesn't dive around like an absolute donut, does he? I mean, Saka literally, he's going down if he's getting contact. Grealish does and doesn't. And um, Saka, that was the first time I'd ever, he's got such good temperament. First time I'd ever seen him really react. So Williams was was obviously laying one on him because Saka's reacting to something. He's got him and and Smith Rowe, to be honest, incredible temperament for their age. Um, Granit Xhaka can learn a thing or two from them. Yeah, because I tell you, it was like, you know, he was going mental on on, on the touchline because you know, the camera you could see, you know, he's proper giving it to the full official. And you, you know, there's one instance where he said, "Look, there's you know, there's four, fifth or fourth time he's he's done it, and you haven't done anything." So that transmits to to, to Saka, and I think right after that there was a ball they chased it, and that's where that incident happened. He had it in his head still; he was in, in his ear still. This guy's taking a piss, so just gonna let him know I'm there. And um, they play to him, you know. Again, we we've always worried about us getting kicked and not standing up for ourselves or players not standing up for themselves and just taking it. You know, we're giving it back, you know, and, and touch wood, you know, we could be getting away with it so far. You know, obviously that was Zaka who probably would have got sent off, but uh, <laughs> because he's got such credit in the bank for what he did for England, he's probably, the referee's probably given him a for the uh, doubt sort of thing yeah yeah. well it's good for us to have one or two of those players because you can tell Harry Kane gets it for the last five years and uh, yeah. Maguire and etc yeah. so I've seen plenty of uh, reds and yellows that have gone missing with them, them guys but um, fantastic two great goals um, but you know similarity in terms of the way he cuts inside and whips it and, and what I like about them both is he's hitting it earlier now do you know when he you know last few months we've been saying takes the extra touch tries to do the player again just simplify it because he's so good, he's so quick to get that half a yard that he needs. 
Um, and he's got a great finish on him. I mean, you know, remember goals back, you know, Southampton away last season, goes around the goalkeeper once. He's got a great finish when he doesn't think about it too much and he just simplifies it in the final third a little bit because everything else to his game is unreal, to be honest. And the value of these two players, him and Smith Rowe, is, you know, I, I don't want to think about it because I don't want to ever consider it, but the truth is the value of them is, is un- unbelievable um, at the moment. Um, Smith Rowe just equaled... Um, I think Saka's the, the the youngest player to reach ten goals um, for Arsenal since Anelka in the league. I think that was that, that's correct. Um, and uh, Smith Rowe eight goal already matched Mesut Özil's Premier League tally for goals. We're in December, so that's that's just pretty hilarious, isn't it? There we go. Mesut Özil's best ever um, goals ratio is is uh, eight goals, and uh, people saying number ten was too big for Smith Rowe. Well. Yeah, I'd like to see. I'd like to see that. Yeah, he's only he's only twenty himself, so we'll see what goes on with that. But let's get on the Lacazette, James. You can't feel free to talk about a supposed twelve month contract offer. I have my own thoughts on it as well. Um, but the, I didn't think this was one of Lacazette's best games. I thought his touch was a little bit loose. But what he brings to the team as a as as, as basically as a captain, as a leader of the group. I mean, I don't know if you watch, but the amount of young players tweet pictures and and post Instagram pictures of him saying, my man, my man, like you, that you can tell that the, the team has basically said, oh, you know, they, they love this, this transition to Lacazette as a centre forward. It should have happened earlier. I think I can understand the the issues that Arteta had with doing it earlier. He backed the, the contract with the Bamiyang. So there was issues there, but, um, even in this game, he's so heavily involved. I didn't think his touch was great. Sometimes I felt he was a little loose. He's so heavily involved and he's so so much the glue. I mean, he's involved for the first goal. That one touch out to Martinelli then feeds it to Odegaard. He wins the penalty. Again, wins another penalty because he's so involved, right? I just think he's very, very unselfish in terms of the way he plays. And I think he, you know, I'm, I've never said he's the future, I've, just without doubt for me, he's so clearly a player that we can't really replace with the current players we've got. I don't think. I think he offers something completely different to what any other player that we've got has. And that, that would be my biggest concern with him. I do think he needs to make sure he stays fresh in a way. But what were your thoughts, James, on, on Lacquer? I've been really impressed with him as a captain, to be honest. Mm. You know what? It's, <laughs> it's going to be really hard to find somebody that is got the similar attributes to him that's of a younger age but also doesn't get picked for their national team like like you think we're so lucky that he doesn't get picked for France because <laughs> if he did it, all those extra gate like we always have him quite fresh like I've never really you know we don't we haven't really missed him at all when we've needed him and do you know what? It's it's going to be sad if he does go because I think, like you said, all these young players absolutely love him. Like they all, every single one of them love him. And when they score, he's normally the one they, even when games he's not playing, if he's on the bench, if you remember, was it the one that you were at, Neil? Was it um, Chambers or whoever scored, was it? And he ran and then he was the first one with his little hat on at the front going like, yeah! <laughs> you know, they all seem to love the geezer, like you said. And, for me as well, um, I did, I think the worst game I've seen him have was Everton, but then who had a good game against Everton? None of them had a good game against Everton. And But like this yeah. one, um, he doesn't hide. Like he'll always do something. And he's not one of these where, you know, like you mentioned the previously before these overpaid players that we've got rid of, 
if some, if one thing went wrong, that that done them for the whole game because they couldn't get over the fact that that one thing, he's got that where it's like, right, that's gone wrong for me. But if I knuckle down in a minute, something else might happen. And then, do you know what I mean? He doesn't take things too, you know, to heart and everything. He doesn't get too emotionally sucked in. He's always ready um, to go and everything else. And do you know what? If he didn't miss that penalty versus West Ham, he wouldn't have took that one uh, yesterday because he's like Henri, isn't he? Where if he gets fouled, he doesn't normally take it. But um, I think, yeah, because he missed the one the other day. He's like, no, I need to get, you know, I, I myself need to start scoring penalties again and show that I'm the penalty taker. So, you know, I think if if not, Pepe probably would have stepped up for that. But yeah, you know, he took it. He led by example, like you said, captain's armbands on and he scored. And, you know, yeah, he might have had a seven out of 10 game instead of an eight or a nine like we normally, you know, expect from him at the moment. But he's still got a goal, still mucked in. And, um, you know, graphs, that's the thing, you know, <laughs> if you're not going to work hard, I don't, you know, I think this manager's not going to pick your player. And he knows that guy's going to work hard from him regardless. Yeah, I agree with you entirely. I think he's been really, really good. The, the question now, we'll get onto the, the transfer stuff, which will hit into the lack of contract stuff in a mm. second. But um, when we'll get, go, so, go, sorry, we'll come I back. Just, go on, Mike. Can I just jump in? Sorry, I'm just talking on lack of it. Did you guys see the uh, tweet Arsenal put up? Um, well, about a goal that they scored against. Oh. No, they put a, they put a goal that they, um, I think it was to do with, with a passing move or something like that. And they put up a goal that um, Lacazette scored against Sheffield United and who was in goal? Aaron Ramsdale. And yes. he, 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 he added him in it. He, he, he linked him. <laughs> he linked him in the tweet and then, um, and then Ramsdale came back and said, oh, cheers Arsenal for that. So there's that little banner where yeah. he, he, he evolves people with stuff and everything. And that's, that, that's, you know, that's what he's about. And, yeah. you know, they, you can imagine when they met up in training or whatever and, you know, they, they'll bring that up. And yeah, so as you, what you said, what you both touched on is he brings a hell of a lot to the team and he just um, you know I think he's, he's invaluable at the moment so as long as he keeps on doing what he's doing and you think he puts himself in a strong position at the end of the season to maybe get a bit of, you know a, a different offer to what, what yeah. we've offered him at the moment yeah that's what we've got to do haven't we? we've got to keep him enticing him into the belief that he can still continue to, to be a player at Arsenal keep offering him something but we'll get I don't want to go too much on the yeah, contract the only, the only thing them. that he did do wrong was that was a penalty I'm like I'm, we're so oh lucky. yes silly it was yeah, very silly yeah, yeah. He did, yeah. I was like I, I, even I was like I don't know how he's got away with that one but then in the first half Tierney crossed it and that Aaron's had his hands like that yeah, and yeah, so it cancels each other out. If we Unnatural position, that. very odd. We yeah. didn't appeal for that. Honestly, yeah, you, you, were, you were screaming. Yeah, why don't you? Yeah. Does someone appeal for it? I mean, just, they didn't even check it because we didn't appeal for it. Um, you got to appeal. It's like a like a flipping cricket bowl, right? If you're not going to appeal for leg before wicket, ain't going to happen. So, um, but um, so so appeal for it. But Neil, um, let's talk a little bit about the second goal. I thought it was a key moment in the game, though. I thought we were going to win anyway. It got a bit bitty. That was when the Ben White incident happened five minutes before that, I think, if I remember rightly. Crowd got a bit riled. They weren't doing anything. They're rubbish. But um, they got a bit sort of, you know, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're kicking them a little bit. And, you, you know, in, in other times, you know, we let that affect our play. And But I do feel the Tierney goal was basically the end of the game in a way. Um, but it brings me to, yeah, sure, Tierney, fantastic finish. I think he's been great since Tavares has been kind of 
stamping on his heels a little bit, to be honest. I think we're seeing a bit of the old Tierney. Um, what a finish. But Odegaard, it brings because the first assist from Odegaard is assist that you could just say, yeah, okay, got, you know, got an assist. But that second assist is really fantastic. Created the most chances in December in the whole league. Uh, more than anybody. Um, two assists in this game. I, for me, my, my man of the match, just because I felt like everything kind of guides through him and glides through him. Um, I think what's really exciting about Odegaard is we're not really sure how good he could be because he's never really played this consistency at this level. Obviously, he played with Sociedad and played quite a lot, but at this level, you know, buying for Europe, etc., he never really played this consistently. I can't believe we've got him. I still can't believe, I can't believe, I was reading Marker today and Real Madrid reporters are going mental about the fact they sold it because they're kind of upset with their area. you got Modric aging, all this sort of stuff. They are upset. And if you remember when he got sold, there was very much like Ancelotti trying to say that this is on the player. He forced the move. We didn't want this kind of thing. It wasn't like, yeah, he can go, no problem. It was very different from the Ceballos stuff, right? But you no, know, I just think... Um, He's an absolute steal. And what gets ignored mostly, and I've got the stats somewhere on it, is he his ability to run and press from the front is unreal. Like, uh, he's not very good going backwards, but his pressing from the front is absolutely unreal. Like, his energy is ridiculous. Um, but, Neil, brilliant. I thought he was fantastic. Great assist. Fantastic player, isn't he? He costs less than he won't be. That's brilliant. Do, Five do million more. Say, do we need to say anything else? Yeah, we've had a blinder there. Oh my God. We have got him for nothing. We've got him for a bag of crisps. Um, unbelievable player, isn't he? He's, he's as I was saying earlier, he's, he's linked up. He's, he's the missing link and he's linked everything up. He's linked up the two paths of the pitch nicely, sewn that, uh, all, woven that together very well for it to work together. And it's not dot to dot anymore, Michael. I know you were very critical of that dot to dot stuff. He's added that beautiful creativity, that guile, that finesse, and that uh, his enterprise is just—it's just fantastic, phenomenal to watch. I think he's—I think—I think, like I said about Martinelli, there's a lot more to come. And do you know what? He might not—he he went on a bit of a run, didn't he? he? Had three consecutive games where he scored, and we loved it. But I—if he carries on doing what he does, and he's creating torment to the defenders. And he's creating these wonderful opportunities for strikers and assisting goals. I don't really care if he doesn't score himself. He's doing all of that donkey work anyway. It's as good as a goal, is it not? Um, because that was what we've lacked. And he has just come in. And I think I think he's so pivotal now. Um, we used to say this of uh, a few players in the past when we were struggling. You know, players like Santi Cazola, you know, they pick themselves. You know, there's certain players that will pick themselves. You don't have to worry about who's going to be in the starting eleven or not. I think he's got to the stage where he's close to it, if not there. He's just too, he's too pivotal. And I think he's be so instrumental to get to where Michael was saying, you know, getting this top force berth uh, come the end of the season. He's going to be one of the major, major components of that, I think. Um, and and, and my, only, my only worry about all of this is we don't suffer touchwood any key injuries or suspensions because we are so finely balanced now, Jack. That's my worry. We've got. I think Arteta has got the team to a stage where, if we knock out two or three, that could miss. It could completely throw us off of kilter again. Um, you know, we. But in a way, in a way, I was pleased to see Tommy not play because it showed we could. I know it's Norwich, you know, so don't everyone go. Hey, it's only Norwich nil. But the point is, we still played really good. 
We still played without Tommy Asu. Now, recently, we were saying we can't do without him, the Terminator. So very much like that, Odegaard, you know, I don't think it'd be the end of the world if he misses a couple of matches here and there, but he's definitely going to be so instrumental to us getting to where we want to be and everything about him. And it's just, you know, his, his work rate as well. And I've, I've, I, like, I like that about so many of the players at the moment, Jack. Their professionalism is fantastic. You know, since Aubameyang has gone, it's like we've seen a completely different set of players, Jack. Yeah. And, totally. and Arteta mentions that. Sorry, Jack, coming in. But Arteta mentions yeah, no, no, that no. with the... Um, he says, basically, Odegaard is what you would pin up as the I- ideal professional. He says, on and off the field, his actions, gonna, the way he is. Is that what you're going to say? Well, I was just going to chirp in. With what you've just said, I don't, Jack, it probably won't be a shock for, for you if I, but I, you know, Michael and the, we've got the youngest manager with the youngest team. I think if Lacassette is to go in the summer like it's being reported, I can't see the armband going back on Xhaka. I think that guy's the guy that they're going to pick. I yeah. think Mikel Arteta is going to go. Martin Odegaard's going to be the captain. We're going to have a younger captain, and that's the guy that I'm going to... Because he already captains his country. He does. But also, yeah. if you look at the media stuff, there's a lot of stuff that we do with the junior gunners, and he's always at the front of it. All he's always it. with the stuff that's with, um, you know, with uh, helping kids like, oh, here's how you do this little trick. Or he had a video where kids were asking him a cue. And that was even when he was a lone E. He wasn't even yeah. a permo yeah, player. Yeah, I remember but that, yeah. But he's like right at the front of all. So I, I, I don't know if you remember. Sorry, James, I don't know if you remember. So no, no, please. I, don't, I, I, I think Jack asked the question on WhatsApp and I said, possibly Odegaard. Do you remember a few, few weeks mm. ago? Um, because of what you're just saying, I think he has got a leadership style to him. Yeah. He might not yeah. be like the most shouty vocal person, he was, but he was I think in all the Christmas about... jumper photos yeah. that they were selling yeah, the new ones. Exactly. I think he's I think he's being primed for it, you know. And mm. if he keeps producing like it, I don't think it's going to be extra pressure. I think he wants it because he's already he's always yelling at even when he was on loan, he's yelling at party about his positioning all the time. Yeah, and he's and like you said, he is the best forward presser that we've got on the ball. But you see him at least two or three times a game going, "Come with me, come with me." Yeah, and we'll yeah. Get isn't, them. It, isn't it amazing how far we've come in two years where we didn't have a a captain of note really in in yeah. the squad or in the first team until now? We've got five or six that mm, we could say. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean they're, they're, for me, Gabriel's still my big choice because I like having a centre. There's another one, though. Yeah, that's the but best. But cool. I think I think it's going to be. I really do think Odegaard's going to get it, and that would, I wouldn't care if he does. Yeah. I wouldn't good care if he does yeah. because I'd be I'd be offering quality. it. I'd be offering it to Laka at this point as a sort of an yes. incentive to get the contract. Do you know what I mean? The end of the season, I think. Like, yeah, like is is it? And if you want to keep it. Then sign here. Yeah. For, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't be against that for you. I'm not. I'm not massively. I'm, I don't need. It to be, I mean, in, in an ideal world, it's it's a senior player anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. in an ideal world, but they have to be committed to the club, of course. Um, in an ideal, the, the, the thing with it, the amazing thing with the senior stuff in early on, I listened back to some of the old podcasts. It's really interesting. Just listen to them, um, to like the transfer ones and stuff like that. But um, we said what could let us down with because they've, they've played a blinder so far with the transfer window. Arteta and Edu deserve huge credit. I know there's a lot of stuff now coming out about Edu was the one that pushed the Willian and the Cedric deals, but let's be honest together. They've, whatever they've done, the six players they've got in, so far, it's looking really good because what we're looking at is we're basically looking at plugging two holes in the summer and we all know where those positions are. Um, or, or maybe before then, maybe, hopefully. But um, but what we said was um, the senior players that are in the team, in one of the podcasts, we said, that's what our worry is because and at the time we said, Leno worried 
Aubameyang worried. Well, he's removed two of them. The only one left that we were worried about is Granite Xhaka. And, you know, like I said, you know, get to their performances in a second, but I still think Granite Xhaka's time's coming, to be honest. Jack, if there was a nuclear fallout tonight, only two things will survive, cockroaches and Granite Xhaka. Yes, he's got more lives than Mesut Ozil. That's just how it is. It's just how it is. (laughs) It's it's, it's true. It's true. And I'm okay with that. You know, I mean, the players do seem to respect him a lot. He's he's an avid trainer. He's the best trainer we've got. I like those kind of things being fed back on. And I like that. But, um, but Mike, we, we touched on Odegaard. Um, we touched on the rotation a little bit. Saka's my biggest worry with the rotation. Every player in that front four has had rotation. Odegaard's had time out of the team. Remember that the first run was Odegaard out of the team and people were saying, well, does he get back in? You know, Smith Rose now's his time. Martinelli's had his time. Lacazette's had his time. Saka's been the one mainstay. He's played more minutes than anyone his age in the whole league, I think. Like there's no one that's played the minutes that he has. So he would be my worry, um, Mike. I don't think we can do anything about it, to be honest. Um, I, I mean, I don't don't think he trusts Pepe enough. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I'm worried in that regard, yes, because um, only because of, you know, we talk about um, Pepe again um, and I know he's going to be off soon um, and I'm just worried about <laughs> Neil's laugh. Um, I'm just worried about Pepe, not for his, you know, brilliant way to spot, you know, absolutely world he's in front row um, but is when he came on again because it was good the, the camera angle we could see uh, Arteta and there was a moment when he came on and he wasn't pressing he, he, he was letting he was giving Norwich a chance out and he went mad at him because he just he, he was basically ball watching he was just watching the game and he was like saying Nico 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 and, and you know, and he's come on. He's come on the last ten minutes of a game. We think, okay, we're winning four 0 You know, just just put you know, carry on from the Sunderland game, and that's the worry because then the, the, again, as Neil was saying, the level drops a little bit. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's it's going to be a worry. Um, I don't know what you do. You probably you know do you uh, put Smithrow over there? You know, in in that instance, or do you rotate with, with the three of them so you keep Martinelli in the side? That could be an option, but if you know, again, Pepe's not going to be away for for a bit anyway. So he's probably going to be someone like Smith Bro coming in um, and, and doing some work on that side. Um, maybe Martinelli on that side coming in on his left foot. You know, I don't know. Um, but yeah, if if it is if it is Pepe, um, you know, it's, you know, he needs to he needs to fix up. You know, he needs to you know, you know get with the program because uh, yeah, that 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 last. Little cameo we did there, you know, he he basically yeah he he did switch off. I know he got the assist, but it was it was an assist. He 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 went for goal, took a deflection, and it went went over to Smith Rowe, and uh, it wasn't like he picked him out or anything like that. You so, said it, uh, Michael. He, he he's a he's a game changer. <laughs> even even when he yeah. does stuff bad, it still works. You know, he still gets his numbers. Yeah. <laughs> was was that not given offside because of the deflection? I'm trying no. to remember it. Was that no. where it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, totally I, sure, I, yeah. I knew, I knew it was a goal right away. I was like, "Why is this happening?" I didn't know I, the deflections. I was laughing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, was, I was like, "How is that offside? It's hit their player on the way in." Yeah, like, it was a deflection. It was definitely yeah, I was like, this yeah, is a deflection. Yeah. Yeah. But again, you know, like you said, pure vibes, pure numbers. Uh, Pepe gets on the uh, assist sheet again. Um, the great thing is, if someone's just looking at his numbers, they they are bidding for him. You know what I mean? They are bidding for him. I don't think we can let him go, but he's, he is actually quite a good player to bring on at a time like that when you're sort of winning a game and comfortable because you know he'll, he'll probably 
get, get in on the act. Um, but trusting him from the start of games, in big games specifically, or league games, well, I just don't think Mikel Arteta does trust him. And I, 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 I get that in a way. I, I do get that. He's just not, he, he's not as trustworthy on the ball, is he? He's just not. He's not. His build-up play is not as good. Takes too many touches. He's not as quick with it. He doesn't work as hard both ways. It, you can tell when when working both ways is an effort for a player. They do it, but they don't do it with the same tenacity and belief and and sort of enthusiasm than a player that really wants to do it. Right? Bamiang was the same. Everyone said, "Oh no, Bamiang's fine." Look at his numbers. He's, he's running more than ever. But you know, he's not really applying himself to it. He's like doing it because he has to do it. Urzel did this for a while. They said, hey, "He's running all day. He's running more than he ever did." I went, "Yeah, but what does he do when he gets there? He just stands there when he gets there. Like you're not actually applying yourself to the defensive side of the game." And Mikel Arteta wants players that plays both ways, and that's fair enough. You know, he's consistent with that. So um, I, I, I think that's fair. You know, so great to see Smith Rowe getting on the goal act again which is incredible um i don't know how many how many games in a row in the league he's scoring but he's seems to be scoring every game yeah, yeah but eight in, eight in the league not even starting um absolutely incredible um, don't, don't forget his uh, reverse pass to Lacazette to one that one yes the one the penalty yeah yeah, and I thought for his goal, Odegaard again, just that little disguise and shimmy, not yeah. his assist, but it's coming from him and he's unbelievable. He's pure oh, filth. He is absolute filth. Um, well, um, James Party, um, Jack O'Neill touched on it. Um, one of his better performances, of, of course, just before he goes to the AFCON. Hopefully we can keep him for Man City. I don't know what the numbers, what the rules are there. People, yeah. you know, Liverpool are allowed to keep their players till 12 hours before their AFCON game, but Klopp's <laughs> worried about them getting a, getting a little bit, you know, over Overworked, but for us, we'll probably send him on. Oh, Bamiang's probably already there on holiday, isn't he? He's already yeah, there. Uh, yeah. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Now, um, I, I think you, I think he'll play against Man City because um, they're they're definitely going to play Mares. So we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have him in there, and then hopefully, you know, you'll get in the predictions later on. So you know, we can send him off somewhat in a good mood. Hopefully. Fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, for me, just quick, because we, you know, you're touching a little bit there on transfer window. Basically, I don't want to jump the gun unless am I jumping the gun or not really? Your party was the last thing I was going to talk about on the game, okay. unless you know wanted to give you a man and a match as well. But it's not a big deal. I just was getting curious about who you felt. Yeah. Edged it. It was too many options. But um. But oh yeah. no. For, for for me, for me, I, I had to I had to give it to Saka just for the second goal alone. But I totally I, I totally understand the Odegaard shout. I think it's he, one of them too. Yeah, me, yeah, yeah. I just, just on the second goal, I just thought that was sensation. Like you know, spanning yeah. like a hot point washer, like Michael. You know, that's one of my favourite quotes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, but he's encouraging with party just before you go onto the transfer stuff. Um, mm. That he, he is like you said, you maybe is having Jack a sort of stable partner. You know what Jack is going to yeah. do? He's going to sit. I think, I think he likes having him with him. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, there's something there's something about it where they. I don't know. They see. They. I don't want to say they seem to click, but it's because obviously, you know. I think we're working towards, like you said, this guy potentially getting out the side, but we don't. We just don't know. But yeah, I think he um, he feels settled with him, and Xhaka will always give him time to do what he wants to do as well. We, you know, he wants to get in there and thread a few passes himself. You know, if you want to look back at Newcastle last season, in the cup game, the ball he plays to Abamia, that's the sort of Thomas Party that he wants to be you know the guy that breaks the lines and everything else like that and I think Xhaka allows him to do that I think if you put him with the Lakongas and all that of this world he's got to do a bit more of the rugged and hard working stuff instead of the you know box to box and everything else but yeah he's toned down on the shooting as well which is always good you know 
no, no balls have hit my head in my house for a while. So, we're all, you know, happy days, isn't it? Yeah. So now it's about him doing it in that big game. And I think it's going to be a yeah. huge test for that partnership next week yeah. if they both play, of course. Mm-hmm. And obviously begging that, that Tommy yeah, I mean, sees out. We've got a lot of big games without him being here, sadly. But, we do. So, because, you know, again, it's going to be on Lekonga or another. Yeah, let's get to I, that then. I think, well, I think Lekonga, like we've said, maybe not to the levels of Odegaard, Martinelli and everything else, but I've seen enough in there to go, this guy is going to reach a ceiling eventually. I don't think it'll be as quick as the others because I don't think he's going to get as many chances to do it. But he's still a great player within his own right. You know, you mentioned it, the six that we got in the summer. Yeah. You know, I've, I've seen I've seen that pass that he played to Saka in the Newcastle game where he fluffed it, the first one. I'm like, that's ridiculous levels of finding a, you know. Yeah, I'm that like, little more, one over the top to Saka. Yeah, yeah, more, yeah. more of that. More of that. And th- this kid's on. He'll get numbers in his own right himself. Yeah, interesting that he brought on El Nini, but maybe he hasn't had the days of training because the return from COVID yeah, and things like yeah, that. So we'll just, see. He's only just come out of his isolation, hasn't he? So Yeah, and hopefully Tommy yeah. Asu's out of his by um, next week. I know we said Ben White mm. did well, but yeah, I, I, I wish, like I wish they would let us know when it was they tested positive. I know. I think... I think that's too much uh, breaks yeah. probably the data protection. Well, they let us know more than any other club. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's um, uh, at least they're mentioning names. I think us and Liverpool are the only ones that actually mention names. Everyone else yeah. just like Wolves. No one knows. Not everyone's going, oh, yes, COVID and injury. But no one knows. They're not giving away yeah, names. Why, why is injuries being used as an excuse? Don't know. I'm Everton sorry. got that as well. Everton got away with that too. And Leeds. Leeds played <laughs> I, us I, and I, then I, got injuries. as, a, as I, I watched Eduardo and Aaron Ramsey get their legs snapped in half by two thugs. Did we have to stop? <clears> were we allowed to stop games back then? Nah, it's a joke. <clears> it's a very, very are these, are these injuries to the extent of that? Yeah. As like, someone's knee gone all the way around, you know? Like you said, if you're, if you're not playing, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be opening yeah. the training ground. There yeah. should be a rule there. Like, yeah. if you're not playing, you shouldn't be opening the training ground. And there wasn't yeah. that for Tottenham and United. I know there wasn't because they came back Tottenham right. like they're flipping firing on all cylinders. But go on, Mike. No, I'm just saying, you know, um, the whole situation, I think I'll tweet it. It's just a nonsense because um, like anything in life, if, if there's a situation, some people will, 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 will abide by it. Some people will take a chance and, and, and run with it and, and 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 manipulate things. You know, you go back back in the day when um, you used to get games postponed because players were were injured or whatever. And you know, teams teams used to oh, you know in the middle of the night run run a hose on on the pitch, they flood the pitch. Um, you know, middle of the night, no one knows. And when the referee comes over, it's postponed. Oh, you know, we had, we had a bit of rain overnight, and you know, and little things like that. And I think the same thing's happening with the whole COVID because. There needs to be transparency because you know they, they say what well, you need to have thirteen players, but if like Wolves, for example, are saying um, they ha- they can't, you know, they've got X amount of players, that they could be players from the under twenty three squad. They could be players from from you know they don't don't have to be the first team players. They could still have a, enough players to play, but because we don't know who they are, you know, when they in some cases it's staff as well. You know, well, yeah, as far exactly. as I, I remember, staff don't play football. But that's what they included as well, our staff and players. So at least we know that, you know, uh, our, all our right-backs are out. So that's quite significant that you can't choose a natural right-back there. You know, you can get your way around it. But if eight of the, you know, you've got, you could say, oh, we've got eight players, uh, you know, who've, who've tested positive and six of them are, you know, under 23s. Do you know what I mean? It's like, well, how, you know, you, you, you're just abusing the system. And I think, you know, Tottenham have done it. 
Man United have done it. They've they, they manipulated it and they, they use it. And uh, and if you don't, if you're not transparent, then what's stopping you using that same player again, that further down the line, to say, oh well, he's got it, he's got it again, or we'll we'll, we'll use that person this, uh, this time. You know, we didn't use him last time. So yeah, it, it, it's a, it's it's annoying for me. But the only thing I'm I'm happy is 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 um the same managers that are, are you know are doing this. They're going to be the ones to have to deal with a fixture list or play maybe a game every two days or something like that. And they're going to be the ones moaning about that. So, you know, that's why I hope we can play our games, you know, because we haven't got anything else to do in terms of Europe or whatever. We should be fine, you know, fitting those games in. But it's the likes of the teams, you know, like United and whoever who's still in Europe and Liverpool, um, that when it comes to it, you know, they'll be in April playing all these games or trying to fit all these games. But yeah, it, it, it's the, the, the Premier League of, of, of you know set themselves up because as soon as they bent over for Tottenham, then you know they they that was it. They should have just said this is the rule. You got if you've got 13, 14 fit players, you know, you have to you have to fulfill the game. If you don't then you forfeit the you, you you forfeit, you know. You've got you 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 have got to run your club properly. You know, you 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 you're having Christmas parties and then next the next week you say, oh well we've got to close it down. Well Cancel the party or, or, or be a bit more sensible. You know, I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's a bit of a joke. But the thing for me as well, Michael, is, is all the time they talk about how there's all these good English players or, or British players even in these academies and they never get the chance. The Premier League's like, oh, you know, we need to find the pathway. We need to. This was your pathway, like you said. Yeah. Some, uh, you know, I think, I think, um, was it Man United or someone? They come really high in. PL2 last season I think Chelsea win it because they win it every year because they before they loan them all out to other Premier League sides to steal points off everybody they keep them in their academy yeah. but I think Man United did quite well last year in the PL2 yeah. so I'm like don't tell me their academy's crap you know Spurs it's, fans it will tell is, you yeah. they've got the best of everything so I'm like why are they yeah. ca- and, and again it is, you yeah, know, yeah. it's the two teams that funny enough get a new manager that get the yeah. extra time. It, extra it, yeah, it just feels, you know, you don't want to go down the conspiracy not, route, but you're ticking the boxes for me. No, but it's not Sunday league football. It's like, you know, your Sunday league team, you, you, you've got eight players, you know, wiped out with it. Then you, you can't get, you haven't got enough players to get in. But these, yeah. these are multi-million, billion pounds, you know, uh, clubs that have got 25-man squads and then they've got another 20, 25 underneath that as well. And people are saying, oh, it's all right because it's not going to influence the season. Well, it is. Because if you're playing a team now at the moment and you cancel that t- you, you cancel that game and you play them later in the season, same Man United play are playing Burnley, and Burnley are, uh, Burnley are safe from relegation, and United play them in April, and United need to win that game to get into the Champions League or whatever like that, or get into the top four. What what are Burnley Burnley ain't going to bother because they've already they they could be safe by then, but if you play them when you should have played them that game's up for grabs because you don't know how far into the season, you know, things got to go. But if you play a team later on, you've had to rearrange it, then, and that team's already safe for, they could be relegated already. Why are they going to bother in that game? And then all of a sudden, United got free hit. It's basically three points because they manipulated everything. So, yeah, it's, it's wrong, basically. And, and, yeah, they're, and they're going to buy, and they're going to buy as well. So the teams that would have played them on that day, they'll probably have arguably weaker sides. And they could, like you said, they could go right. We might get the points here because they've got, yeah. you know, they got the shit. Of course. In. And but yeah, they're only gonna, you know, don't tell me that Man United and Spurs aren't gonna buy players in January because these two managers. Well, maybe Rangnick still would have might have gone there because he's been offered the job after he's become the manager. But 
Do you know what I mean? Like they're going to do something. Yeah, yeah. They've, but they've both not committed not to have any money. That's no, nah, no way. No, 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 no chance. Yeah, exactly. Just creates an uneven playing field for for everybody, and they didn't set the criteria quickly enough and the transparency is not there it's just this it's yeah. not good and it's, it's you know we, we, we seem so transparent on it like he's, he's there Arteta, one great thing about Arteta and it's not just that but he's always um he always tells truth doesn't he, he doesn't lie about it you know like about, about Bamiang some people say should he have said that in public but if you remember under Wenger we always used to be going what does he mean by that he's not he's not telling the truth there we're not going to he's not going to be sold next day he goes you know Ox isn't going anywhere next day he's off to Liverpool like all of that sort of stuff I know why he was doing it Wenger but it became very frustrating as well you were like I don't know what to believe here with Arteta you you know what he's saying generally speaking he's kind of like the way it is you know but getting on to that he is kind of mixing his not mixing his words but he's being a bit um, cagey about Aubameyang so let's talk about the transfer window Neil if you had to say now does Aubameyang leave in January? His last quote was, we're taking it game by game, knowing full well that Aubameyang's basically gone to the AFCON at this point. He's not going to reintegrate him for City, no chance, even if he's here. So he's he's not playing through January. Um, the question is, can you remove the player if they're not around in January? But I think there's ways around that. Um, do you think we remove um, Aubameyang in January? Or, or I think there's a good chance. I hope so. Yeah, just, I hope just, so because I think I think if we try and reintegrate him, I think it's it's going to mess up what the team have just built up over the last few games. I, th- I I honestly said it said it a bit earlier, and I think the, th- the three of us, Jack, the pod that you missed, we mentioned it, and I just don't think I don't think it will be positive bringing him back into the side. And look, I'm not. It's not a it's not a witch hunt against the player, please. That don't take it like that. It's just the fact that it's facts. It's facts. We have seen the difference. I said it, it, it's like watching a different team. If you bring him back, that one kind of, if you call it um, a marquee player because of the wage he's on and of, because of who he is, because of the name on the back of his shirt, can completely unbalance everything we've just built up. And I know and I know that, you know, we are going to get unbalanced anyway because we're going to lose certain players for, for AFCON, but that's, you know, that's without choice. That's something that's going to have to happen. We're going to have to deal with it. Aubameyang, for me, is a choice. It's a choice to pick him or not pick him, if that makes sense. And we don't need him. I'm, I know I know it's horrible thing to say. It's our captain I'm talking about, but we don't need him. I don't think he's offered anything since he signed. That Not not a great deal. I don't think he's offered anything as a player or as a captain. And we don't need him, Jack. And I, I'd say, yeah, please, if we can get, if we can find a way that will be beneficial for him as an individual as well. And beneficial for us as a club yes 100% and you know possibly Barca is an answer with uh, with, with the, you know the fact that they need players up front who knows the thing the thing about it Neil is that when we dropped him last year um, I think after that we won something like two in nine and there wasn't this sort of belief in the in the way we were playing as much to 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 remove him and maybe there wasn't the, the belief from the players as much of buying into it but what's really killed him Mike I think is um, Martinelli's uh, emergence if you like even though we, we all felt Neil as well specifically that you know he had it in him but also Lacazette I mean his best friend probably at the club <laughs> from what we're aware of and um, I mean it may be it may be in his best form for Arsenal in, in, in quite some time so I think those two players that, that, that they've killed him off. And if even if you partially reintegrate him, surely the Urzel and Guendouzi thing, 
are a sign that you can't do that because the toxicity of just having them in the training ground. I don't necessarily think Aubameyang's like that, but let's be honest. I mean, biggest paid player on the books that is not going to be involved in game days in training is going to create a problem, Mike, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think, uh, I, I don't think he's going to be integrated. I don't think, um, I think the, the club, as I said, are probably happy that, to let him go um, early to to join the Fifth National Team, to be perfectly honest with you, rather than keep him um, to, to January the 3rd. I think it is, you can, you can keep players up to January the 3rd. Um, but no, I, yeah, I, I don't see it. You know, if he, if he does come back in, um, it won't be obviously to come straight back into the team. He's going to have to earn his, his his place back in by cut getting on and getting 10, 20 minutes. But I don't see that happening either because, you know, you can see what Lacazette has done. You know, even I think you said you tweeted Jack, even when Lacazette doesn't has a doesn't have, have a, you know, a significant game or, 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 or seven out of 10 or eight out of 10 game, he's still is able to link the game up and link the play up and bring other players in. If Aubameyang has a, has a stinker, has a six out of 10 game, you're not going to see him. He's going to have 10 touches all game. And none of the link up player or anything like that will, will be anything near what Lacazette would have done, you know, in, you know, in that sort of performance. I thought he did all right yesterday. Yeah. A couple of touches were heavy, like you said, but I was, there's a couple of instances where he, he held the ball up and he, and he manipulated it and got it out of his feet. And, and I was thinking Pamela would never have done that. That move would have broken down right there. We would have been right back on on, on our on our you know our defensively back on our heels. We probably would have conceded. So if he comes in, he's got to come in and do do what he's doing, do what his best mates doing. He's not he's not going to be able to do. It. We've seen it. We've seen it for the last year and a bit. He's not able to play like that. He's, he, he can't he can't do it sustain it like that. So um, yeah, I don't I don't I don't see him. I think I said we said. At the time, I think I don't, I don't think you can see him in the last shirt again. Unless no. it's a massive, it's, you know, what we've, what we've just been talking about is unless there's a massive wave of cases and players, are, 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 you know, we can't yeah. play, you know, um, like I said, we can't play Martinelli, you know, like the right back situation. We can't play all these right backs, so we've got to go this way. So if, yeah. you know, touch wood, like I said, Martinelli's out, uh, Balogun's out, Ketia's out, then what you've got to do, you've got, you've got to, Go that option. He, got to he, get him out he, of the cold. He'll, he'll but, start. He'll, he'll start Gunnosaurus instead. I'm telling you now. He will, this 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 this, this guy. It, yeah. This guy's not coming. Every decision that Mikel Arteta has made wrong. One thing I will say, he always he, he always tries to rectify. And the Willian one, right? Terrible. But he went right. I got that wrong. I'm not doing that again. He chose Leno over Martinez. Hate to tread over old ground, but he, you know, he went, oh, not doing that again. Went and got a goalkeeper who's arguably better than both now, if we're going down there. And this with Aubameyang, he's, there is more than meets the eye here. And maybe the Amazon thing might help us learn a bit more. But he's, he's like, you are fit. In my eyes, you're done. You're fin- you know, I rewarded you. Yeah. You didn't reward me back. Yeah. And then you've let me down further on top of that. Because I bet, I bet you just the Spurs one was seething because he's been the captain of this club. He understands, right, the levels. And I'm like, that probably pissed him off something. And then to do it again on top of, I've already given you permission to go see your mother who, you know, I'm not discrediting any of that. I'd do the same. 
repeat offences, isn't it? I yeah. do this, but it's the fact that I'm like, well, you've got a tattoo on top of that. You've told me you're going to your mother. You know, you're going to get your mum who's ill and everything. You're getting a photo, a tattoo photo taken, and then the next day when you need to be in because I need you to do the test because who was it that we played that weekend? Sorry, I've, I'm totally lost on who we. We had an Everton. important game. Did no, 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 no. It was. It was. He dropped in before Everton. I don't remember because I, I I can't remember if if the issue happened because he dropped him. I think he dropped him for Everton because of poor performances, wasn't it? Yes, was it between yes, yes, Everton yes. Sorry, and what was it? yeah, whoever was the after. next game? Yeah, it was between Everton and the next yeah. game. I don't remember because it was he was like, I need, you, I need you. Yeah, I need you in before half twelve because you've got to, even though you've done your tests, you've got to do the ones the Premier League set, of course. And, he, and then he missed the deadline, and he was like, I can't pick you now. Yeah, uh, and it's really like his through. whole well, his whole game plan that he had for that game probably had a Bamiyang in there, and he's like, "You've ruined this for the whole team. You've ruined it for me." And I'm, I'm like, "Once you've pissed this guy off, I don't think you can ever get back in." No. And I know he's had the dictator thing thrown at him and everything, but I'm like, "No, he's." I agree with what he said the other day. I asked for full commitment and I asked for respect, and I think that's what I asked yeah. for for anybody with me as a human being as well. And he's clearly given more chances to Aubameyang than he would have done, you know, a lesser player probably mm. because he gave him the contracts. He's the yeah. captain of the team, um, etc. But you can see mm. from the reaction of the players, they they all Jack, agree. Yeah, every, everyone here as well. We, we all watched the last dance. I don't know, you know. Yes, I, I, I hate to go on a tangent, but yeah, it's not like Dennis Rodman where no. he, you allowed him to go do what he needed to do because he'd come back and he'd still firing. Pop, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm like this guy. This guy. This guy's dropping threes, fours, even less than even that, you know, 0.5s yeah. even. For the last 18 months. It's not, yeah. it's, it's before. Yeah. And that's why I think he's got that in the bank. He knows yeah. that the team doesn't need him. The team, the no. team has moved beyond him anyway. And, well, and, we've and scored more without him than he scored altogether in the whole season the last year. I think in the league, yeah. we've got 15, haven't we? And that's what he got last. Yeah. He scored 15 in all comps last season, not just the yeah. league. I think it was in all comps. Yeah. All of our front four have got I'll... more goals than him in the league, I think, this season. Yeah, mm. go ahead, Mike. Yeah, so I, I think you know, you know, put a line, line under. I think he's definitely gone. I think he's definitely done. Even more so with the, I think the Instagram post he put on Christmas Day where he put hashtag family first. Yeah, yeah, um, and yeah, all those little that, digs that, that, and that stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 totally The only question you have now is is sorry, is um, you know, Urzil was like, oh, I'll go, but I'll go when I say. I don't know if yeah. Aubameyang's, hopefully he doesn't dig his heels in quite like that. Hopefully he realises no, that he, he wants to play he, some football. Yeah. Um, than and it's like, it's like you said earlier, there will be people that will want this guy. No yeah, one wanted exactly. those Like big teams. No yeah. one wanted him. No, everyone knew he was, he was done before. Sorry, Neil, go ahead. No, I, I think I, he, I lost, he lost me when he uh, liked Ronaldo's post of scoring, you know, winning it, beating us. I'm sorry, yeah. that that is for me, that's the end. How can you like you? The opposition's just beating us, yeah. and you're liking their post. What? What? Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah, nah, yeah. Nah. Absolutely. Finished. Yeah, Finished. no. And I'm, I'm obviously concerned with how we remove him. I hope it happens quickly in January. But it, will. Uh, it might. It might. I, I think there's something that's brewing. His brother's going to be tweeting January first. You bet your life he will be. His brother's going to be posting pictures of San Siro every hour. But um, let's get on to it quickly before we go. I think Eddie stays. Personally, I think he leaves at the end of the season because he's got six months left. I can't see us the point in us selling him in January because the tribunal will probably get us roughly the same amount of money. Um, maybe not, but roughly, probably that tribunal that you get for uh, sort of homegrown players um, will get us roughly the same amount of money. So you keep him 
him as your, as your sort of backup striker because, you know, he's, he's on form, he's firing. But um, but giving him the new contract, et cetera, I, I just don't think Eddie's going to... And I don't... I, to be honest, I know he did well against Sunderland. I don't think Eddie and Ketty, and this is why I would give Lacazette the... the try to give him a new contract, is um, got a new striker coming in the summer, probably a top striker, but probably under the age of 24. So someone that is looking to become... Because if you judge our transfer strategy, it's going to be that kind of the Isaac, Ivan, Tony, that, that you know, that, around that age, right? So you want an experienced player, but I don't think you want an Eddie Nketiah as the number two anyway. I, I don't think that's fair on the new striker coming in. I think what you want is you want an experienced head who can't play every week or twice a week if we're in Europe. Um, so I think Lacazette is perfect for that because he's already proven Lacazette that... He's okay coming in and out of the team. He's a team player. He's willing to do that. He spent weeks on the bench for Eddie Nketiah. I'm just not, I know I'm a person that has not been in James Hughes supportive. I do think Eddie Nketiah has drastically improved. I thought he's fantastic against Sunderland. I just don't think it's fair. I don't think the player will want it. 23 years old, he's going to want to play weekly. And I don't think it's good for our our, our, our team necessarily. For a new striker coming in, it's going to need a little bit of time to bed in. Not everyone beds in like Tommy Asu. Some people need time, like Odegaard and whatnot. Um, I think that would be the way to go. I would heavily put our sort of budget in towards a year for Lacazette. And and I would just expect Eddie to go. I think, I think a lot depends on where we finish as well, Jack. Because... Oh, yeah. I've got I've got a very very ambitious mind that if we do get this top four, I think I think we might get the Norwegians, mate. Oh jeez! I think well that think, is breaking the bank. Think, That's six hundred grand I, a week or something. I think it's a two horse race, mate. I think it's a two horse race between us and Man City. And City think, for sure, in for him, yeah. Well, I, I think if they don't go and get one in Jan. I think it leaves the door wide open for, and I think he'd take it. Look at all the other players that are around him. They'll feed, he'll, he'll get goals for days with us. Mm, he just might feel them. like it's another Dortmund project, but we'll, yeah, 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 you know, no, well, we don't, I, we're I, bigger than Dortmund though, aren't we? Let's be honest. I, Come I on. Think, I think, um, um, you know, I think if we get the top four, it's, it's on. I think yeah. it's a good chance it's on. Yeah. What's um, your, um, sorry, so, go so, ahead. Go, go yeah, ahead. What I wanted to say was, is, um, I see a lot of people at the moment panicking about Maitland-Niles. Now, for me, right? That's my last one, yeah. I think tough because he's had two man-of-the-match performances. And, you know, we've seen his missus <laughs> has been digging out Arteta on Instagram. Has she? Going, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, my man gets man of the match and then he don't even get in the squad for that. You know, she's been digging him out on the old Insta. So that probably gets back to him. Um, I think he's, what, he's 24 now. You know, he knows that he's good enough to play. I think if he knuckled down in the right back position, we probably wouldn't have Tommy Asu now because he'd be the he'd be the permanent right back if he just didn't whinge about wanting to play here, wanting to play there. And um, you know, yeah, it's a bit it's a bit sad because I think there is a player in there, um, but needs must. But everybody's like, yeah, but we're going to be short of the him going indicates to me that there is a player. I don't know. Again, we all know which ones we want, but it indicates to me it's happening because we wouldn't be this silly. We wouldn't be this silly to leave ourselves this short. We have to be careful with Roma. I don't know if Jose Mourinho has got something in his Spurs contract that they're still paying him off to basically ruin, try to ruin <laughs> Arsenal by offering things and then pulling out last minute. So we do have to be a little bit careful with that because I've heard the old signs in 48 hours things from Granite Xhaka and then suddenly Granite Xhaka buys a new house in Hampstead. Um, so like, I'm, I'm just a little bit careful. 
But like you say, it does look like the players kind of trying to force this one. Yeah, um, and I mean, um, in the summer, you know, Josh had to go to his dad and go, look, dad, this is this guy and this project, please. And they actually fronted a bit more money than what they normally do. And I think he can go to daddy again and go, look, daddy, look, we're fourth. We're, we're going to get to where... And his dad will go, all right, look, you know, you know, like sometimes when you were younger and you were going out and you're like, oh, dad, can I have a tenner? But he's like, oh, for fuck's sake, there you go, go away. He'll do that to him. He'll go, he'll go to the ranch and be like, dad, I need 22 million. million. Yeah, I need 26 million pounds. Yeah, yeah, go on then, fuck off, go away, leave me alone. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. Well, yeah. in theory, we could we could generate I'm to that sell money. The club, go away, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we could generate that money, Neil. I mean, what do you think? Like, um, Aubameyang, we think's going to leave. Niles looks like I know you don't believe in it. I don't believe it yet, but it looks like he's going to go. But that's not going to bring any money in. Is there anyone else that we can bring a little bit of money in? Aubameyang, presumably not more than ten million. If he does go, I would have thought ten, fifteen, maybe because his wages, you know. So, is there anyone like a Chambers? Um, that might be able to bring in a little bit of money. Maybe even, a, you know, I wouldn't sell Pepe if we are not replacing him, to be honest. But um, Newcastle, just look at Newcastle. Who will Newcastle buy is the art, is the question. <laughs> Kalashnikov, hopefully. Kalashnikov, yeah. Yeah, they might. They're desperate. They are desperate, Newcastle. This is the time. Off from Cedric, off from everyone. You know, yeah, it's, um, a, it, it's a hard one because there's a lot of, a lot of the players that we probably can do with getting rid of, but I don't know if they're going to generate any kind of money. That's the problem. Um, Chambers might. Chambers might. Maybe, yeah, maybe Chambers. A little bit. Um, a little bit, but other than that, is there anyone in there that good? I don't think there's, I can't think of anyone at all out of all, no. the, all the squad. But we're not going to bring us enough, but. but we're not going to let Niles gonna... go and Elneny go to, Elneny party go no, to the AFCON. No, Niles no, no, no. go without signing someone. We're signing someone if that's happening, surely, aren't we? Yeah, and I don't think I don't. Think, yeah, probably most likely, but I don't. I, do we need the funds to do that? I'm not so sure we do now. I, I think James could be on something there, although he used a crazy analogy. But I think we'll have the money Excellent. to pay by if if we need it. I, I just I just feel that um, uh, Arteta has probably got some kind of leeway with, uh, if not the senior concrete, but the other one um, to be able to harness some some investment. Um, and then show show them that there will be return on that investment as well, and and I and I and I so I don't, I don't think we generally need to be like this in a position where we need to sell 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 before we can do anything that comes back. So I I I, th- I think we will get rid of some deadwood, maybe for nothing or peanuts, just to uh, tie, you know to, to to help you know the wage yeah the wages of course yeah. the strain on the wages. And then we, we, I think we'll be in a position to get the players that you guys talk about, you know, constantly on the WhatsApp group. You know, there's a good chance um, with me. I'll, I'll stay out of all that, as you know, because I don't believe anything until it's happened. But I, th- I don't think, I've, if you want my opinion, I don't think we're going to necessarily need to sell to buy this time. And I've, I've just got this some something about Arteta at the moment. Is he's adamant that he wants to get the team to where he wants it to be. And he's only going to be able to do that by investing in said certain positions. And I think yeah. he will. He said I he's not going to loan will. as well. He said, well, he basically said, I don't no. want to loan anyone anymore. I don't want, we need people that commit to the club. Mike, do you think we get I one like cent? That. Yeah, I agree. I think we get one centre mid in, in January. I, I, I mm. think we we have to, Mike. What do you think? Yeah, I think, I think yeah, definitely um, <clears throat> centre mid. And um, I think we'll go big uh, in the summer uh, for, for centre forward, definitely. Who fits the profile? Who you know the the age profile, the attributes? Um, who who is effectively doing what 
Lacazette is doing, but can do stuff on the other side as well, can get in behind, you know, into, into the channels. Um, so we could proper counter teams, you know, counter attack teams if, in, in that instance as well. And if we have the possession and dominate possession, we've got a focal point as well who we can play off a bit like, you know, we used to be Giroud, you know, we used to knock it around the corners to people and, um, and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, definitely a sentiment in, in, in January, 100%. And, and yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be spending big and that in in in, in the summer, I, I believe, for a centre forward. Um, and as Neil was saying, I think there isn't anyone that jumps off the page now in terms of who we could sell to, to, to generate at least, like, you know, let's say, got 25, 30 million. I don't think that's that there's anyone there. But what we can do is, is, is try and get people off the books for, just to boost the, the, the wages, you know, because that's just as you know important now as well, you know, with, with the whole, you know, financial fair play, whether it's still. You, you know, viable or not. Um, so, yeah, I think that's going to be yeah. the way we, we go. You know, I'd be very surprised if we get forward, but um, but I, I think that'll probably be held off in the summer, mainly because, like you said, I think Ketia probably sticks around um, towards the end of the season. Um, and, you know, obviously, we said that Bamiyang's done, but you know, he, he'll, something will happen there as well. So I think he will definitely have to stick around. But, yeah, yeah but, Bamiyang will be alone, won't it? It, no one will buy. Yeah, and we alone, take that alone to... just wages or some of <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, he might. He might. Yeah, he could, he could. You know, it'd be funny. He could end up. You know, maybe in Marseille. You know, so he can. You know, with his mates again over there. Um, you know, Gunduzi and and stuff. That 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 would be interesting. But um, that, yeah, I think it will be alone, alone with a view to uh, to buy possibly um, for that for that one. Yeah. And, but yeah, definitely sentiment. Uh, if if we're not talking here first of February whatever the deadline is and we haven't got a centre midfielder in, then we're just open to whatever comes our way. You know, yeah. we can just basically just take shots at Arteta for like, what the hell, you know, what, the, what, the, what on earth are you doing? Yeah, so, why are you loaning a central cool. midfielder out for no money um, yeah, well, when you're not, when you're not signing it. someone? And, and it, by the way, Mike, if you're doing it, because it sounds like if it's happening with Niles, it's happening in the next week, you know, because there's deals going through now, like Ferran Torres went, or I don't know what the window means because there's players basically in the shirt, but but um, but if yeah. you're doing the Niles deal, January's a huge, I mean, look at the fixture list, Liverpool twice, Man City. It's a huge, we're doing a deal the first week of Jan, as far as I'm concerned, because all you're left with is Xhaka and Lekonga. That's all you got. Yeah. One injury yeah. and you're playing Charlie Patino. And I know, but let's be honest, that's not a position not sure. we want to be in. It's a great, I mean, like, obviously good, but we don't want to, we don't want, it's not fair, probably not fair on the player more than anything. No. Um, well, one, one option is though, um, which is very, very, you know, last minute option, I'd say is putting uh, Benjamin White there. You know, he can, he can play uh, uh, DM, uh, you know, if uh, at a push, if you really needed to put him there, he's done that a couple of times I think, yeah, and, uh, and, and Chambers right. is our bush gets as well don't forget that yeah Chambers yeah. is our bush gets <laughs> yeah oh, you, could, yes. you, could, you could have you could have you could have him there you could have you know you know, you know get holding back in and you can have him there as as yep. an auxiliary sort of just someone there just to have a bit of protection possibly you know so you know you've got options there but we would much prefer to get a natural recognised CM you know whether that's Sanchez um, like Sanchez or or someone, you know, so Dion being linked to us as well. Dion, right. um, okay. not, not, not Nigel, I hope. <laughs> not Nigel, not the old uh, yeah. scissors yeah. to your chest, Nigel. <laughs> Ex City, I remember. Yeah. Um, yeah, big game, big game predictions for City, Mike. Um, you know, we've not we've not done well against the top, the, the, the top three this mm. this season, we've been sort of battered two ways, but um, 
but we're in a form that says and we're playing at, at home which is becoming a bit of a place to go a tough place to go we should be yeah. confident shouldn't we mate yeah I think so uh, you know this is the test now I mean we, we still keep saying that you know next five days or next week this is a, this is a, this is the test we're in a because you're on a form uh, the players he wants are in there you know touch wood everyone's fit got a good record um you know, we know what what city are, are all about, but you know, I'm quietly confident that you know we could get um, a, a, draw, a draw there. Whether it's going to be one all or two two, that's what what went up at the moment. So I'll probably go uh, one all, and uh, I go for uh, Odegaard I think to to score uh, the first goal. But it's weird. We're going from probably the easiest game we probably. Could ever play all season to the probably the hardest game that we could ever play, you know, all, you know, this season. So yeah, it's weird, weird dynamic there. But I think yeah, we'll get, we'll, we'll get a draw. Obviously, I think we owe City one because you know they, you know, since the uh, was it the, semi, the cup semi final, you know, we've not done ourselves any justice. You know, I think Arteta's over overthought it, hasn't he? So it just goes in with these with this team, with this formation, with these players. Just go for it. Just just. Just let them go, go out and see what we can do. Yeah, pace kills. Play Martinelli. Um, do stick with what we've got. Hopefully, Tommy Asu comes back in. I'm taking two two. Uh, before James gets his in and Neil gets his, in. I'm taking two two. First goal scorer Martinelli on the break. Um, we're going to get something from this game, James. What's your prediction? City at home. Is it Saturday or is it Sunday? I haven't looked because I was looking at the Wolves one. But um, it's the first, isn't it? So that's a Saturday because New Year's Saturday, Eve Friday, right? Saturday. It's got to be live. Yeah. So I don't know what time I it is. So. I, have to, I have to look. Go, um, go, give me a prediction. I'll look 12, it up. 30, 12, is it? Oh, 4 a.m. Jesus Christ. On um, day. Well, wake up, Jack, because it's going to be Arsenal 2, Man City 1. Ooh. <laughs> you know how last year no one expected us to beat Chelsea on Boxing Day and we turned them over? I think we're going to... I think we're going to shock people here. I think we're going to surprise people. I think we're going to, I think we're going to do it. Martin Ellie's the guy. You shock me. I'm telling you now, Martinelli's the guy. Neil, we, we said last podcast we're winning every game 10 nil until we're proven otherwise. Oh, right. You've got, you've got to back it, mate. But um, no, I'm, I'm being realistic. We're not going to win 10 nil, so we're going to win 2-1. 2-1, Martinelli. <laughs> yeah. Martinelli's, like you said, speed's the killer. He's the guy for me. If we're going to, if we're going to win it, that guy's involved. Speed kills. They're not yeah, that fast. It's true because back. we're going to need him on that Cancelo. You know, if yeah. you can have him going the other way on that side, yeah. then that's going to be a Stay massive, high. huge, 100%. Massive. Keep him high and wide yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I'd like him against Walker as well. Yeah. If Walker's playing, yeah. I'll take him on that side against him as well. Yeah, he'll take Walker on pace wise. Mm. Walker's stronger, but he'll take him for pace, mm. I reckon. Um, Neil, who, um, what you got? Just quickly before I do the prediction, we've all been about goals in the last couple of podcasts. Could I just give a mention to the defence? We've only conceded two in the last out of the 19 that we've scored. Wow. wow! Big up, big up the defense. Just two goals conceded yeah. in no, all no, competitions yeah, no, in our last right. five games. Yep, and yeah, Ramsdale. Carragher says Ramsdale's plowed a season so far. Um, for signing, signing of the season. Fantastic. Sign, Fantastic in the league. Um, oh, God, yeah. Um, the so the the master is going to be running scared of his apprentice. He now can see what's going on. <laughs> so I think he's going to do the old COVID and it'll be the result. We are PP, unfortunately. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. if you want a real proper footballing prediction. Um, my uh, heart says one thing, so I won't tell you what my heart says, but my head goes 3-2 Arsenal because they'll score, but we will also score. It's going to be 3-2 Arsenal and it's Martinelli, 100%. Yeah. What I want to see Patrick from us Neil. is um, Hattrick, Hattrick Martinelli. Did you get Hattrick, Neil? 
Uh, yeah, why not? Why not? What I want to see from us is um, the ability to be able to take. I expect them to have sixty percent of the ball minimum, but we've got to be able to have that ability to hurt them, right? Which we've not seen against Liverpool, Anfield, and City away. Um, you know, in earlier on in the season, but I do think they're dealing with a little bit of a different Arsenal now. I, I do think that we've got no passengers in the team anymore. Uh, we've got proper captain that's leading us from the front. Um, and we've got some players that weren't quite on form and fit like party um, that are coming, coming into, into a bit of form. So I think, um, I think we can give them a game. I don't know what will happen, but I think we'll give them a game. Yeah, but that's it's all, all about if you saw if you saw the goals that they let in yesterday uh, to Leicester they were all you know I think all of them were on the counter they were all over the place they're going to have you know like you said they're going to have all the possession we just need to make sure Martinelli's there um, Saka's on it uh, early guards there pulling strings and you know I'm sure Lacazette will be will be up for it as well and yeah it's going to be all of all, what we do in the counter we just have to be really really clinical because yeah the three goals they let in Yesterday were, were unbelievable. Like they all, you know, Leicester just absolutely really? ripped through them. It was, yeah. and who's uh, their left back? Really, who's their left yeah, back? Zinchenko, is it? Yeah, or Cancelo. Another thing I will um, say as well is is if Tommy Asu's back, he ain't letting Sterling win a header in the box. No, <laughs> oh god, it's not Bellerin getting out jumped by the smallest <laughs> player on the pitch anymore. Tommy Asu's winning that no. header, mate. It's not yeah. happening now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. Well, you know, they play Brentford in midweek. So we talk about, you know, players getting going, you know, we've got that, you know, it's nice to have a week break because we've not had any cancellation until this point. Mm. We didn't cause this cancellation, but it's happened. So, you know, um, they do have Brentford, Brentford are having a bit of a downer, but they can be a bit tricky at home. So I don't necessarily want Brentford to beat them because you know what happens when City get beaten. They absolutely pummel the next side. Mm. So I probably want City to edge it against Brentford, but, you know, exhaust them till the 90th minute would be nice. Um, take it extra time in the league for once or something. But, um, can I just but, ask you guys a quick question? Very quick, one just an, one answer. We are signing Rosetta Sanchez, we're, we're, yes. We're, yeah, we're at the halfway stage. <laughs> Until it's on teletext, he doesn't believe it. We're at it, the halfway yeah. stage. And can I just get your predictions for the end of the season where we're going to end up on the table, please? What, you you what I want to do is listen back to what we said at the start of the season. But James, what's your prediction? Obviously, we're in top four. Full mm. credit to Mick Arteta. We are in the, the, the hunt for the top four. And no one would have predicted that after three games. I don't think even the most positive Arteta in this okay. would have. Go ahead, James. So I said seventh and uh, one of the trophies, one of the cups. Uh, but I'm going to re-evaluate my, and I'm going to say top six and one of the cups. Top six, positivity. Yeah, said, Mike, yeah, moved, we've moved up one place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, 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 said, I said top six. I think I, I said that at the start. Um, Sticking with that. I think, I think top six, but I think top four now. Do you? I'm confident. Top four, yeah. Wow. Because yes. in, in theory, the no, fourth the one, place only, is... Yeah. It, it's a 17-team it's a, it's a league. I've said that, you know, we said that for the last, you know, couple of, you know, on the, on the chat. You know, the other three are gone. Forget, forget about them. I know we're, we're about Chelsea, but forget about yeah, those forget three. 17-team yeah. league. The only, the only ones what I'm worried about are you know, those, there's, there's, there's the mob down the road. They're, they're, the, only, they're the only ones I'm worried about. United are still going to be, you know, you saw, you saw it yourself tonight. They, they got a lot of work to get around. But I'm worried about them, um, and that they're, they're, they're the only ones. They're the only ones. That's why the game against them in a few weeks, in a couple of weeks' time, is going to be so so massive. But Conte is a top coach, man. You know you can't yeah, you, know, you can't look past that. You know, but um, but yeah, I, I think I think we I think it's doable, man. I think I think if we can be clever in, in the window, yeah. like we all hope we can. I think fourth, I think fourth, fourth. Oh, I think I said top six, but I think fourth. Now. 
Arteta's got to be knocking on Josh's door and saying, a huge opportunity here. Maybe we didn't think we'd have this opportunity. There is a huge opportunity here. We have to sign someone in centre midfield. Um, we can see we're not quite there yet. We thought we were going to with the Xhaka sale. It didn't happen. Um, we have to, so I, I think I said seventh as well. I don't know, but I think I said seventh as well. Um, I'll say fifth. I'll say I, I, I think we'll finish fifth. Um, I don't I don't know who's going to finish fourth. I don't want to say it's going to, but I agree with Mike that I think that's the biggest worry, to be honest. Um, fair play to Conte for not even trying to cover up the Atta PED corruption. They went from 20th um, most runners in the league to first with no no training, apparently. Um, yeah, yeah, that happens all the time. Eric Deere doing sprints in his sleep. Um, and he's never sprinted in his life. Unbelievable stuff. At you, least you, need, you, to need to stop, you need to stop with this if with the midfielder. It's not a case of if, it's when. It's when. It's when. I do it's agree when. with you. I'm, I have complete confidence in our transfer window, by the way. I never had that, but I do. We're signing someone. By I will lose my chair. head if we don't sign somebody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll go mental, think, but Neil? we are signing him. Yeah, Neil, what do you think? Uh, well, I, I, I predicted Chelsea win the title, but I'm not worried about them anymore. I think we're going to finish third. Get out of here. <laughs> third. <laughs> no, no, you, you, get that, you get that player you lot are talking about. I don't know nothing about him because I don't do transfers. It's terrific. You get man. that player that we're talking about. We are finishing third. You'll end, like, you end up liking him, Neil. What would be lovely, though? You'll end up third. Even if, we, even if Chelsea, I think Chelsea would be far gone, but it'd be lovely just to draw them back into I the pack so. a little bit, wouldn't it? Get them within six points and stop them thinking about the title and start them thinking and looking behind them. That would be great. Just to feel like, you know, they're, 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 they're catchable-ish for the, the teams that are chasing. Because it is hard when you're looking at it going, there's one spot here and there's probably four teams. The old Arsenal, look, I agree with you guys. The old Arsenal six points would have seemed like a massive goal too much. But now, I don't think it is. And they only need to draw a couple of games and we win ours. And we're there. Yeah, we're going to yeah. They've, they've, they've got Brighton and Brighton I swear they've got someone else. Hard. They've got Brighton and Liverpool. We could make those six points back. Yeah. Neil's right. Never know. Never Neil's know. Right. Brighton at home, though, isn't it? Brighton probably yeah, need Eddie and Katia, to be honest. You can't write Brighton out, man. There's something about them. I watched them. I watched them yesterday. They, yeah, even and as well as Brentford as well. They, they play for teams that are. Not, yeah, they play nice stuff, know, don't they? They do, yeah. They Chelsea are well. boring. Oh, they are boring. But anyway, boy, it's been great pod. Went overrun. Sorry, late night for you. Thank you. Um, thank you, Neil. Feel better, please, James. Thank you um, so much. Mike, thanks for coming on again. Hopefully we'll be back after the City game. Don't know where. Maybe we'll be able to do a weekend one. Maybe a few, two or three of us get on for a weekend one Come and on, get that pod this. in. Um, um, we will be there. But yeah, up the arsenal. Keep the faith. Uh, top four. We're in the hunt for the top four. Unbelievable stuff. We're bottom of the league after three games. Insane. Going to be a great 2022. Fingers crossed. Come on, boys. Happy New Year.